Welcome to the latest episode of Who Will Be King, your ultimate NFC North Roundup show. In this episode, we dive deep into the exciting world of the NFC North and discuss the thrilling Week 5 results and the highly anticipated Week 6 preview. Join our passionate panel of rivalry buddies as they analyze the latest happenings in the division and share their insights on their teams and players. In this episode, we have June as our enthusiastic host, along with Dave representing the Vikings, Pay representing the Bears, and Foster representing the Lions. They discuss various topics, including the impressive performance of Justin Fields and the impact of injuries on the Vikings. The panel also delves into the possibility of trades and the future key players in the division. Tune in to this action-packed episode of Who Will Be King to get the inside scoop on the NFC North and join the lively conversation with our knowledgeable and passionate panel. Don't miss out on the excitement and the drama as the teams battle it out to claim the throne in the NFC North. Let the battles begin. speakers i'm your host june i got a very special edition of the show today i got my rival buddies in the building with me i'll let them introduce this themselves you already know foster is so he'll introduce himself last dave you can tell the people who you are followed by pay hey everybody i'm dave from vikings first and skull and i am the fans first sports networks vikings arm and we're going to talk some football today, and I can't wait because we all love the NFC North. <laughs> yeah, Dave, I love that energy coming from you. Everybody knows who <laughs> this is. This is this is Pay from the Bear Claw Pod, representing your Monsters of the Midway, those Chicago Bears. We're going to can't wait to get into this because I've got things to say to all of you gentlemen. Oh, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> bear down, bear down. Fall. And yeah, yeah, yeah y'all know, y'all know who I am, man. It's it's Foster Child. One, one pride, you know, you know. We we, we definitely gonna talk our talk today. Oh, he said one. Foster never says one pride. It's it, it, it's lit today. I got a feeling. Uh, 
I've been waiting to say something to pay because first of all, I want to not trying, not joking. I I'm happy about this last game. The game before that, I was I was very impressed with your quarterback. And to have two back-to-back games. I want to know, how are you feeling right now? After this last game and the way the offense is playing, I, I, I see it. I, I, it, it. Tell us how, what's going through your mind right now, Pay. Justin Fields has changed his name legally. He's no longer known as Justin Fields. His name is now him. <laughs> <laughs> In one week, eight touchdowns. 740-some-odd yards, one interception, two turnovers. Mm. One of those turnovers, I don't really blame on him, but it is what it is. He went one and one. Back-to-back career efforts from Justin when he when he really just really needed it from him because the clock was ticking. We were we were we were about we were in that decision making process of you know are we in the Caleb sweepstakes or not? And Justin came out there and let everybody know this is why this is why you drafted me. This is why you traded up to get me. This is why everybody really wants you all to lose so they can get me. I'm that guy. I've got that potential. Stick with me. Let's ride. That's what I'm talking about, man. I, I'm. It's good to see it. Um. Besides, I didn't want you to get Caleb Williams anyway. I want him in the division. <laughs> That's the real reason why we happy. For That's him. the real reason. Like, yeah, do better. <laughs> Somebody else deserves that number one pick for Caleb. And... Oh, do they? Do they? Okay, do tell. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not someone else. I mean, anybody but anybody in our division. I mean, as long as he doesn't come to the NFC North, I'm fine with it. I, I think he looks good in a Raider outfit. I mean, hey. Uh, Dave, what's going on in your mind after this week? <laughs> sadness, pure <laughs> sadness. Hey, Dave. It was a rough weekend. We lost Justin Jefferson to a hamstring pull. They did the MRI early this week, and they immediately said, "Nope, ah, you're done." Put you on IR for at least four weeks. So that tells you it's a significant hamstring pull. Now we have to step it up with the young rookie, Jordan Addison, see what this team will do. I'm curious what the offense is going to do because the game was our offensive strategy is so based around Justin Jefferson, not having him means that they're going to have to get creative. And that may be a good thing. We're going to find out. But the one and four start has Vikings fans more than a little bit frustrated. And it doesn't seem right. Yeah, I saw actually uh, a post on Facebook, and it says, "What do you do at one and four if you're Minnesota? Do you do you, do you sell, or do you reinvest and try to save the season?" And I just want to ask you, uh, at what, what, where are you at with the day at one and four? I, I don't. I think it's too too early to to to, to throw in the throw in a towel or wave a white flag, especially uh, in this. It is too early because we are statistically very good, except for one major category, and that's fumbles, which we are the last in the league, and we've had 12 of them puppies in five games. Wow. Yeah, it's it's bad. There's uh, 
what I'm I suspect the team and myself are gonna give them another couple games, or at least up to the trade deadline to see. And that that rolls in uh, we play pay in Chicago Bears this weekend, then we mm. host the 49ers, which everybody's chalking up as a loss. And then right before the trade deadline, we go up to Green Bay and play the Packers. It depends what the record is. If the Vikings can only pull off one win in those three stretch and that three game stretch, I expect, and this is what a lot of people are clamoring for, is to start selling or see if there's trade value for some of the assets, some of the guys that are scheduled to be free agents next year. I'm not talking trading Justin Jefferson. That will never happen. No. Trading Kirk Cousins will probably never happen because, one, somebody in the other team in the league would have to want him. Two, he'd have to waive his no-trade clause. He's already said he won't on that. And even if they want him, they've got to extend him. It's just not going to happen. So the Jets can cry all they want. It's not going to happen. So they're going to finish probably mediocre and just out of the top five quarterbacks for next year in the draft. That's the way the Minnesota Vikings roll. But we'll find (laughs) out. So we usually have uh, a Green Bay uh, representative, and he's not here today. So They lost. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, Dave, that's for our for our uh, Viking I, for our Viking uh, affiliate. Before we move uh, too far off this, topic. okay, go ahead, pay the floor is yours. <laughs> go ahead. I know you had so, something to say to all of us. So so humble today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know that that one win and one win in three hundred fifty days do that to you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I want to know why do you think they won't trade Justin Jefferson? They traded Randy Uh-oh. Moss. They traded Stephon Diggs. They Uh-oh. traded Percy Harvin. Uh, all Percy different Harvin. circumstances. Yeah, they're not going to trade JJ. It would have to take a haul. It would have to take a Herschel Walker trade type haul to bust free from Justin Jefferson. Here's, here's he wants I, to be in Minnesota. Minnesota I, wants I, to build I, around. I agree. I agree. I think. <clears> um, I think the only difference between those circumstances is that none of those other three actually did say that they wanted to be there. I think all three of the other ones had tired of their time in uh, Minnesota. But I haven't heard that this pull from this hamstring pull from Justin Jefferson was a grade four, something something that something that disastrous. I think they put they put the IR tag on him pretty early, and 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 to my opinion, which is pretty, it's Smart, two ways. One, hamstrings require rest. Just go ahead and put him on IR. Therefore, you don't have the temptation to play him, you know, if he looks good a week two or whatever. Just go take a month, chill out, come back at 100% or well, close to that. The other thing is now you got now you have all the opportunity to put Jordan Addison at wide receiver one and see what he's got. You see what he's got and you decide, okay. We actually have the next. We have our next wide receiver. Minnesota has had amazing wide receivers, and that's what they do. They, oh, you go over the last fifty years, they've had amazing wide receivers. 
You can go yeah. in every era. Um, if they if they like what they see out of Jordan Addison and in these next three weeks up until the trade deadline, we used to play the Bears, Niners, Packers. The decision is going to be made to move off of Justin or Kirk. I mean, you don't come at, you don't come in to this you don't come into this season with your quarterback uh, as a lame duck on a lame duck contract. You don't come into this season with your number one wide receiver in the league, uh, arguably, as a quote unquote lame duck as well. He you know they they could have extended him, but they chose not to. They have Minnesota has this type of hard stance on how they do things as far as quarterback uh, contracts go. Um, I think those things are telltale signs. You know a lot. You know a lot not about that organization more than I do. But I thought coming into the season, I thought you know what? If they don't get off to if they don't get off to a start that is appropriate for them, the writing's on the wall. Mm, I disagree. Uh, I I understand your logic completely. Hundred percent understand your logic. But when it comes to JJ, he's only in his third season. He was just eligible for that extension. They were about to sign it right before the season started. But there was one last little disagreement, and it has to deal with guarantees. Mm -hmm. So they said, oh, let's hold off, wait to the end of the year, and then go in the next year, his fourth year, right? And uh, then we there's our, trying to remember, this is the fourth, next is the fifth, or whatever. We're going to pick up the fifth-year option no matter what. And then we have the tags available. But he was, the reportedly, the offer was absolutely the largest non-quarterback pay ever. It was going to blow everybody away. And everybody agreed, except for this one little sticking point. And they said, nah, nah, let's hold off. So I expect it to be done in the offseason. I don't think they want to get rid of J.J. Like I said, he likes it there. He didn't get disgruntled like the other three examples you gave me. There's, and as long as he likes it there and wants to stay, we want to keep him. I mean, he's a generational wide receiver. That's, he's breaking all sorts of records now. Will he break them this year? No. Uh, I mean, he still may even just missing four games, but it's not going to be, he's not going to hit 6,000 or 2,000 yards. But it's going to be interesting to see. And as far as Kirk Cousins trading, as many fans would love that. That's not going to happen because he's uh, <laughs> he's already said no. So he's he's stuck. Damn. We're stuck with him. You did. I like, I want to go right back, and I'm gonna let um, let Joan drive the bus. I do want to say this one this last thing. Hey man, you, 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 you use do what you got to do. You use the word generational, generational talent. There is a quarterback, I don't know if you've heard of him, who's a generational talent in this draft. Sitting at one and four with your quarterback on, on the last year of his deal. I, don't, I just I just don't know, Dave. I don't know. I, well, I, think, I, think, I think the answer is sitting right there in front of you. Hey, 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 hey. There will be no generational <laughs> quarterbacks going to any division <laughs> rival there, okay? You, you you better stop it, man. For, for the wrong ears and the wrong GM hears this. You, you just worry about, you know, what, what we have here. We, we have Cousins. We have uh, Goff. Uh, we have Fields. 
and we have the professional quarterback love in Green Bay. So we're, we're going to keep it that way for a little while, okay? <laughs> I like I the professional it. quarterback love. I, I like it. what he's I doing mean, so far this season. I love he's it. a professional <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> but when it comes to quarterback, head coach Kevin O'Connell said today, Jaron Hall, our fifth-round rookie pick, is now submitted as the RB or as the QB2 throughout probably the end of the season, even if Nick Mullins comes back off of IR. We signed Sean Mannion to be Kirk Cousins' babysitter today, so he will be the QB3 on the practice squad. There's, I suspect, if the season goes in the tank, say we get past the the Packers game and we've won no other games, we're one in whatever, that there will be serious discussions about sitting Kirk and playing Jaron Hall to see if we have something in that fifth rounder. And Kirk is on board with that? He won't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He would. Well, dang, that's tough. You yeah, because you've already passed the trade pass. deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that part is tough. Like, hey, you should have pulled up that uh, – that, that that no trade waiver. Because <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the front office went to him and go, "Is there any team you'd be good to going to and waive your trade clause with?" And it, it, reportedly, he said no. I would have figured Atlanta was the number one choice for him, but that'd be cool. His in-laws live down there. He used to live down there for a while. It's a good spot for him. It's good. Mm-hmm. I think so too. They need a quarterback. I would like to see. Yes, Red they do. Division wearing purple. You'd like to see who wearing purple? <laughs> <laughs> of course. What's his name? Ritter. Yeah, Ritter. I think you he know had a good it, game last week. It's really good to hear Hey, talk from this winner circle. Like, <laughs> yes. Hey, is like this is a different energy, and I love it. it. Really? Like, it's it's. I, I, it, look, if he starts off five and one, I can't imagine how this conversation would be. It's just, Hey <laughs> is feeling good right now. I'm happy for like, hey, I'm 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 rooting for Pay. I might not root for the Bears. I'm rooting for Pay though, man. That's it's a different energy. Foster, we didn't we didn't hear from you. How you feel after last week? Man, uh, I'm I'm on cloud nine. That was another another great game. I, I was present. Um, he scored a whole bunch of points. Um, Hutch, yeah, we we look great. We we sit sitting pretty right now. Two and a half games above the next uh, above the Packers right now. So we are in the driver's seat, and I'm I'm excited to I'm excited for this battle in Tampa Bay. People don't remember that. Tampa Bay used to be in our division, right? Wasn't they in our yes. division? Yeah, they were. The Warren, the Warren sat. You know that that was a whole rivalry in itself. So, um, I'm I'm excited to see how um, how we are moving forward because we are, you know, we, we we're in a good spot. I don't think we've ever been in this spot before. Um, it's early, it's early in your lifetime. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, there I mean, was, I don't. I mean, we were early for one. We were there was a season under Schwartz. We were five and zero. Oh. 
Was that Kidna? Was that Kidna era? I don't know who the quarterback was, but we were five and under shorts one yeah, year. Stafford, and that was, Stafford the, was still there, wasn't he? Or maybe Stafford. Stafford. Maybe. But uh, that was the year we lost to New Orleans in the playoffs. Like, so yeah, I like so, the sound of playoffs in general. Whatever we do, yeah, I like the sound of playoffs. We don't get we don't get there that often. But uh, we're going to move on to Pay. Pay said he has some things to say to all of us. Unfortunately, the Green Bay representative is not here. I would love to hear his uh, his uh, piece on his professional quarterback in state of things in uh, Lambeau and how they're leaping nowadays. But, Pay, there's some things you want to address towards the Lions. I don't know if you're finished addressing them towards the Vikings, but the floor is yours, brother. We, um, <laughs> me and the Viking contingent, the Purple People leaders, we are good. We will see you all on the field Sunday. Um, oh! For, for the... Um, for the leaders of the division right now, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Enjoy it. Enjoy oh. it. Keep it warm. Keep it warm. We, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do. I'm not, I'm not telling you anybody's coming for you or any larger mammal is going to do anything <laughs> and, and make, make any moves this season. But the time on the throne will be short because him is coming. This is crazy. This is crazy. Did you and, foresee? Uh, did you foresee this happening? Or is or this had to have caught you a little off guard that he's? I don't know. We saw the flashes last season. We saw them. We saw them. The the things, the way he played in the first three weeks were unbecoming of him. It, it was all around Chicago. Who was asking what happened? This is they're they're not playing the way he's not playing the way. He plays when he's free. We saw how he played in Ohio State. We saw how he played last season. It was it was as he said. It was robotic. He was he's taking too long to process, which is a weakness of his. He takes too long to process. So maybe they do need a more simplified game plan. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that too much, but I do agree that the game that they had wasn't the best one with the best one going. In fact, I I I have all all twenty two access. I watched these games three, four times in a row. The route combinations they, did, they were throwing out there for Justin in the first three games, they were confusing. You got guys running the same routes on the same side of the field. That doesn't make any sense. Um, you, you're, running the same, you're running the same screenplay three, four times in, in a row. That don't make no sense. So it, it doesn't strike me as somebody's taking a long time to process like, okay, um, should I be seeing something different now? I mean, maybe. But right now, he's playing free. And yes, he, is, he has shown back-to-back games of amazing play versus two terrible defenses. They are still NFL defenses. You still got to cut them up. He did what he's supposed to do. I'm happy to see it. We got another one coming up soon. We're going to, we're going to be three in a row. So, don't look out. Could be. He's going to get... He, He's going to get that confidence to start doing against good teams. That's when the test is going to come. And we're going to have that first good team coming up very soon in a couple of weeks, right after the trade deadline, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, hold on. So you're not facing a good team this week is what you're saying. I don't think I'm saying anything that's 
surprisingly. <laughs> Shocking. Right <laughs> okay. The Bears' next four games. They play the Vikings this weekend, then Vegas, then Los Angeles Chargers, followed by New Orleans. And the Chargers yeah. and New Orleans are away games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints is the first good defense we're going to play in a long time. Uh, that would be the test. That would be the test. If we can look, make them look respectable, I'm not, I'm not claiming a win. I don't think this, is the, this isn't the season for, for wins. This is the season for putting everybody on notice. As long as we okay. go out there and be respectful. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I can't wait to do the show next year. Just, just, just so was Justin Fields <laughs> correct when he criticized the coaching earlier this season? The three, the four times the coaching has been criticized this season, each one of them has been correct. When Justin did it, he was correct. When Chase did it, he was correct. When uh, Khalil Herbert did it, he was correct. Every time, every time the coaching was criticized, it was it was correct. However, um. We all know this is not a meritocracy in sports. You know, everything's not fair. You know, Justin can Justin can criticize the coach. And, you know, rightfully they let him they let him get away with it. They just told him, hey, go walk that back in front of the media, please. And we'll <laughs> talk, we'll, you know, we'll talk about it behind closed doors. Now if somebody else do it, they get traded. You know who I'm talking about. Um it was there, it was definitely justified. The coaching, I would tell you was abysmal the first three weeks. It still ain't all that great, but it's getting better. As I've been saying, every game review of the season, there's been some good things to take away from. There's been incremental um, progress. We stopped stopped running the same play four times in a row. We stopped having these – we stopped running two posts on the same side of the field. We stopped running – we stopped doing – you know, coming out of a timeout and then getting a delay a game. We stopped doing ridiculous things to kill ourselves. But we're, as I said, so we're getting there. We're getting there. We're putting. We're putting a. We're putting it all together. You stack good days on top of good days. You stack good plays on top of good plays, and that's what we needed to see. Okay, let me uh, interject a small pause for about ten seconds for uh, uh, for our ads. There, one second. <laughs> Okay, Pay. Um you are facing the Packers this week. No, I'm sorry. The Vikings this week. What is your outlook on the game? How do you feel about going into this game? I feel pretty confident about going into this game. Um just as I said, with Justin and offense are rolling on all cylinders. We do have our top running back, Leo Herbert. He has hit the IR. He hurt his ankle in his last game. He is a good runner. I don't want to, I do not want to belittle that point to a, belittle this point. In fact, he's a better runner than the running back you all have right there. I, I, I don't, wow. I, I don't want to go. I don't want, there's a reason why we let David go in, in favor of Herbert. Now, Herbert is a good back. However, we do favor his backup a little bit better. Roshan Johnson out of the University of Texas is a rookie. Hit him. Now he's got the uh the green light to get majority of the carries. 
because I don't think Dante Foreman is going to do it. Gonna, I don't think it's going to be a split backfield in any case. The Vikings are ranked, I believe, 28th in pass defense. Uh, as I said, as I've said, as I've been saying, the Justin Fields and the offense have been tearing up the uh, tearing up pass offenses, pass defenses, the last few weeks, last couple, well, last week, the last two games. Uh, I'm pretty excited about what I can see from this. Okay, okay, Dave, how do you feel about going against the uh, the Bears this week? Playing down at Soldier Field is always generally a nightmare for the Vikings. It's gone back decades from it's terrible. It's I don't feel well. Can we win? Oh, absolutely. We don't put the ball on the ground. We'll put up 30, 40 points. But like Pay said, our defense, especially against the pass, is not stellar at all. We've got a bunch of young people, and the one free agent we had brought in, Mr. Byron Murphy, is not doing so well. It's it's going to be a struggle. Now, question is, how can how will Justin Fields fare against a heavy blitz load? Because Brian Flores has made us the number one blitzing team in the league by far and he can expect to be blitzed over 50% of the plays. Mm. Okay. A shootout. A shootout. Yeah, should be another shootout. Just like uh, as we saw with the, um, I guess, can you call the Denver Bears game a shootout? Maybe. Uh, more, more so of a fumble. Um, it should be high scoring. <laughs> I, I would. I, I can I confidently say that. I expect both teams to put up north of 24 points. Um, just as Dave said, they are not a very good pass defense. And even, I don't think I need to tell you, the Bears are not a good defense in any facet of the stretch of the imagination. Even disregard what they've shown you last the last week. They look good, but on paper, they're still not good. They still make a lot of errors. Our corners are very vulnerable. Our top corner is on IR. Uh, we don't get a lot of pressure, even though the last game we had, I think we had five sacks the last game. That was an anomaly because we only had 20 sacks all season last year. Um, coming into, I think, the first three weeks, we only had one sack. So I I expect this game to be very high scoring. The, the, uh, the Vikings don't force a lot of turnovers. The Bears don't either. So it should be a really exciting game to watch if you like offense. Okay. So we're in uh, week, was it week six or week five? What, what week? Week six we're going into. Week six. Teams like to establish a, an identity on a regular basis. I want to ask you first, Dave, and then I, I want Pay to answer the same question. And Foster, you can answer it as well uh, last. But looking at your team in a positive light, what identity have they established and what identity uh, do you think will carry your football team? They've established that they are a decent offense and they can put up points, and that's what's going to have to carry them the rest of the season. 
They can score on anybody. They can play against anybody, whatever level, whether it be the Chiefs like we did last week or the Chargers or whatever playoff team you want to throw at us, the Eagles. The Vikings have always been within one score. Last year, we won all those one-score games. This year, we're 0-4 all those one-score games. But we've always been within one score. So we can compete. The only thing we need to do is stop putting the ball on the ground. Once we do that, we're good. Like I said earlier in the show, 12 fumbles. 12 in five games. Plus an interception. 12 fumbles. That's crazy. And it's not the same people. It's like this week, you get one. Next week, you get one. Following week, you get one. Yeah, turnovers is a whole different thing, but 12 fumbles is crazy over five games. And like I said, it's not the same person. The one with the most is Kirk Cousins, and those are generally strip sacks. But but when it comes to whether it be TJ Hawkinson or whether it be Madison or running back or Josh Oliver or Justin Jefferson, they're all different people. It's just a bug. Hey, same question. So I think our our uh, identity so far is is we're a real running team. <clears throat> Contrary to what we've shown the last week, where we was high flying, I still think the the route to success or the uh, the easiest path of resistance for this team is on the ground. Uh, we are ranked. 14, well, we are ranked ninth in the league in yards. Uh, at, we led the league in rushing last year. Last two games, we've had over 170 yards from the ground. I think it's stated pretty much so emphatically that the best way, best way for this team to move the chains is by on the ground. Huh? Foster? We're we're definitely uh um we overall we have a balanced attack, but I think that we're definitely a, we definitely set the tone with our running game. Um the Buccaneers are pretty good against the run, so I would not be surprised if um we lean more on our passing game, especially with our receiver, you know, J- Jamison Williams coming back and Jameer Gibbs hopefully getting back in the fold. But I mean I, I think that the Lions are definitely going to test and see what see what they got um, as far as stopping the run first. Just to, you know, just we don't we don't want to be deterred by the fact that that's quote unquote Tampa Bay's strength. Um, but you know, I I think that it's going to be I think it's going to be a pretty balanced attack per usual, and they're kind of rough against the pass. So hopefully, we can put that ball in the air and get our deep threat, some, some looks, uh, cause you know, the, I'm sure Tampa Bay, the weather's going to be nice. It should be good, a good atmosphere to, um, to put the rock in the air as well. Okay. And I'm, I want to add to that. I think also, uh, they're developing, uh, the identity of, uh, next man up this season. We've like a lot of other teams have endured a lot of injuries a lot of key injuries and uh it's a plug and play type atmosphere 
you you're going in there. It doesn't matter who's out. There's an an aura and a feeling around here that the, the guys that are on the field is going to get it done. And I haven't seen that in a long time. So that's a a very confident identity that I'm starting to see around here because someone gets hurt is instantly an excuse on why we won't win. Now it's more of, okay, this person has to step up. This person has to move here. And this person just has to play football and trust the coaches. And we're not, me and Foster are not used to that kind of culture around here. It's like key persons out. Oh, we're going to lose that game. We just hope we can make it look close. That's been the mentality around here lately. I mean, uh, in the past, lately, it's not looking like that. It's like, okay, CJ Gardner's out, Gardner Johnson's out. Okay, we'll just move Branch and we'll be fine. Okay, Branch is hurt. Kirby's back. We have Tracy Walker. It's it's just a feeling of we play the guys that are available and we just go out there and play. I'm going to give you guys the floor. We're going to go around one more time. We can wrap it up. Do you have any last words you'd like to leave with the people there, Pay? Um, Please have some more to say because you. <laughs> this has been good. <laughs> no, I'm, nothing, nothing from the Bears' perspective. Uh, I wish Detroit well. I wish Detroit well this weekend. Um, we'll enjoy it while we can uh, there, Pay. Yeah, you should. You should. It's been a while. You, you should definitely should revel <laughs> in it. Um, you're you're doing exactly as they as they expected you to do, and that's no easy feat. It's no easy feat to actually meet your expectation. A lot of teams come into, especially in football, a lot of teams come into the season, oh, we're uh, we're predicted to win twelve plus games and fall hilariously short. You guys are doing exactly. You're exceeding expectations so far. So keep it going. Dave. I agree with Pay on that one. Keep it going, Detroit. Keep winning. We'll we'll fight over the scraps. And who knows? <laughs> maybe one of us will step up and take that second <laughs> spot. And for the Packers this week, guaranteed no victory. <laughs> They're going into their bye week. Yeah. <laughs> Which probably means it's hunting season up in Wisconsin. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say from bad. the Lions' perspective, uh, we're not me and Father. I can't speak for anyone else. We're not on a high horse. We've we've seen uh, a script like this in the beginning, only to be let down. So we take it one game at a time. It's early. It's still very early in the season. Uh, it's very early in division play. Uh, like I said, we've only played one team in the division. That's Green Bay uh, in Lambeau. Uh, so there's still uh, five games left during uh, versus division rivals. You go one and four or, you know, even two and three, that could change a lot of things. So it's, me and Foster are taking it one game at a time. You won't hear any arrogant talk or we are going to do this and we're going because we've seen this before where we started off great and tailed off and lose some games we hadn't 
uh, shouldn't be losing. So at the same time, we're 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 grounded and we're taking it one game at a time. Now, you're talking about Lions organization that's been to the playoffs uh, three times since 1991. <laughs> Until we get into the playoffs and win a game, you probably won't hear any trash talk from me. <laughs> Just. So. Oh, I forgot about that stat. Dang. <laughs> 1991 was the last time they won a playoff game. Barry Sanders versus Dallas. You know the last time before that? Um, I wasn't born. I'll say I that because 91 I'll is... You, I'll give you one guess. Uh, I want to say... There, Boston, come on. No number out there. I, I want to say... Eighty-seven. What you got? What you got, B. Foster? Oh, we're right. Eighty-one. Right. Eighty-one. Right. 80, right. 80, right. Yeah, nah. Eight ninety-one is dangerously close to when I was born. So, <laughs> um, nah, I said eighty-one, but I don't know. Nineteen fifty-seven. Oh, that's the wow. yeah, the championship year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> So you you won't get any, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's been too many droughts to act arrogant at four and one, you know. So <laughs> especially when you have 12 games left, like you you're, you're not mm-hmm. going to see it. So so, boss, you got any last words? I, I, I'm pretty excited for the, the Bears clashes now. Like at, I was going into it, I was kind of like, oh, are these games going to be even competitive? Like, but at this point, I feel like this things are going to get interesting when when, uh, when we start playing the Bears and then the Vikings. I don't know. It it's it's looking real shaky for the Vikings at this point. So I, I don't know. But the, the Bears might be fun after after the, the last couple games they they put up. That's all I want, man. Just be you guys won't see us until way late in the season. From all the federal, even for the first time, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, game sixteen it's like, and eight, or week sixteen and week eighteen. Wow! Yeah, it's like you play them, skip a week, and then play them again near the end of the season. Yeah, so they might have been anticipating but, oh. those be like division. They did. Yeah, that's what it feels because that's crazy. That's that's late. Yeah, because we go, you guys, Green Bay, you guys to yeah, finish out the season. Mm. Say they don't travel. Mm-hmm. Unlike normal years where we finish the season in Chicago, mm-hmm. we have all our away games done by, I think, our cold weather away games done by early November. Gotcha. We play Detroit. We don't play Detroit until week 11. Then we come back and see. Then we go to Detroit to play in week 11. Then they're in Chicago for week 14. We play Detroit. Second, uh, our second match with Minnesota by Detroit again. Um, another one of those. Okay, back to back ish. Could be a lot of movement that time of the season. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of football to be, a lot of football to be played. A lot of a lot of things to uh, to unfold before we, you know, yeah, before I mean, anybody can say anything. Yeah, before well, we start <laughs> talking to Caleb Evans and Drake May. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get out of here, though, Dave, why don't you tell the people where they can listen to you and catch your shows, what days you're on, 
uh, all that so that people can tune in. Uh, if we have some unloyal Lions fans on my channel that want to <laughs> tune in to the, to the Vikings and and uh, be, uh, and you can do the same after he does pay. Um, you can find us over on Vikings First and Skull, both at FFSN and on YouTube. We do some shows live via YouTube, like we have one coming up here tonight at 6 o'clock Central. It's the Real Forno Show, where Tyler Fornis is going to talk about the game preview against the Chicago Bears. Then tomorrow, we have Pay and I will record Skulling with Friends. And we'll put that out before the the game where we'll each ask each other questions about our respective teams, talk some smack, and see maybe a little soda wager or something on who's going to win Sunday's game. And then, of course, on Saturdays, we have two old bloggers, which is myself and Darren Campbell, who have been commenting publicly on the Minnesota Vikings for over two decades of peace. Yes, we're old, but we've seen it all, (laughs) and we're here for another week. So you can generally catch us on podcast. We also have Justin Day, Purple and Gold for Days, on podcast with not only the shows we do on YouTube, but also some podcast-only offerings So we highly encourage you to take your favorite aggregator, look up Vikings First and Skull, and subscribe. Hey, where can we catch your shows? We are found everywhere you get your audio podcast at The Bear Claw. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts while they're still around, uh, Amazon Music. You can ask your, you can ask Siri. She got us. You can ask your Alexa. You can find <laughs> us there. If you want to see our not perfect faces for TV, you can catch us on on YouTube at underscore the Bear Claw. You can follow us on you. You can follow us on Facebook. I'm sorry at the Bear Claw at Hallis Hall. We're also on TikTok at the same name. We're everywhere. You, we're everywhere you want to be. So come come join in on the fun. All right, Foster, why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Oh, you put me on the spot. Um, you can find us on YouTube at Motor City Metrics and right. on all audio podcast uh, platforms at Bleachers to Speakers. You did very well, Foster. That is correct. Um, and that's Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can ask Siri about us and you can ask the other A word. I have her in my background and I don't want her to start talking. But the other A word -word machine and she'll find us. So that concludes our show. Dave, I want to thank you for stopping by. Uh, pay you as well. Foster, it's always a pleasure. And until next week, uh, I don't know who's hosting, but I'll definitely be in the building. So, signing off. Thank you guys, and thank y'all for listening.
Thank you for listening to this NFC North group effort on the Fans First Sports Network. This has been a The Bear Claw Podcast. Bleachers to Speakers. Love and the Leapers. Vikings First and Skull. And of course, the Fans First Sports Network production. Thank you for listening.